Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to Nicholas Craig's Podcom. Yes, I've finally managed to work out the software package that I ordered at the beginning of the first lockdown. Well, actually, it was Zolt, the young bloke from the pest control company who comes round every six weeks to check the moth traps. He helped enormously, and I'm now speaking to you on something called a lava... Technics AT2020 microphone, although I haven't yet been able to ascertain whether the 2020 refers to some hugely important technical specification thing, or if it's just like the Euros and the Olympics. Poor Zolt had a bit of a testing time getting me hooked up to the online community. I am hopeless. I I mean despair, tearing of hair and off food, hopeless, with anything remotely technological. But thanks to Zolt, I'm now connected up, WhatsApped and Instad, and of course this, my first podcast. Hmm. A short reflection on life as I see it, theatre, art, nature, recipes, and, and, you know, where we are. Now, I mean. And, and and where to find organic pak choy without having to walk all the way to Borough Market. I love walking, of course, but Primrose Hill to SE1 can be a bit of a trek, even if you use what I call the five-park jaunt, Regent Hyde, Green, St James, Archbishop. Because once you get south of the river, it, it does all go a bit dark and grim, and and they don't seem to believe in giving people the nature they crave. I love nature. I think if it hadn't been for nature, and taking photographs of it on my phone, and then getting my son Lysander to help me insta them, or, or, or post them on Tic Tac or whatever, I would have completely dissolved during the lockdowns. I have 207 photographs of our local foxes, and several of them have been liked more than once. Of course, many people don't actually like foxes at all, for some reason beyond me, but I've always thought that foxes are a bit like actors, scavenging around among the thrown-away bits of life, digging up the things we'd rather hide away and keep a lid on, exposing them to the general view, always hungry, always on tour, on very little pay, spurned by society, and yet somehow managing to retain a sylvan beauty, even amidst some of the most depressing urban landscape, housing estates and dilapidated high streets. And then there's the smell, particularly after a first night at the Globe, but worth putting up with for the little glimmer of the primeval they bring to our otherwise chastened existences. That's actors for you. Uh, and, and foxes. 
It's all very well for lovely Mark Rylance to say we need to fall in love with nature again for the climate emergency, but excuse me, mate, actor over here never fell out of love with her in the first place. Nature was my first secret love, and she's a very enduring paramour. In fact, during the early lockdown last year, the first thing I did was to start rewriting a children's book about nature that I'd done when I was in my early twenties after drama school. I never finished it, you see, because of course the Willie Russell play came along and I had to put all my energies into exploring a genuine Kirkdale Liverpool accent, something not everyone can do right, Hugh Bonneville. I found the tattered old manuscript done before word processors, of course, can you imagine? I found it in one of the airtight Ryman's boxes I have in my storage. I was trying to sort out and catalogue a whole lifetime of cuttings, awards and invitations, almost grateful, dare I say it, for the hiatus in what had been a ferociously impossible work schedule. And there it was. The boy with a bird in a bush. Um, I, I can change that, change that. I mean, it, 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 it was a working title. I sat down on a crate and literally read it through cover to cover. Well, cover to page 15, which is where it ended mid-sentence, and it brought tears to my eyes. There was evidence of an almost spiritual connection with nature, even in those early theatre days, and, and, and not just a story but information from my bird-watching trips and study notes from Pagham Harbour in Sussex, where I used to go on weekends to visit dear old Dame Beatrice Fry and Laurie. I, I won't bore you now with the tale of Jay the Jaybird, who is ousted from his nest by Kukra, a fledgling foisted on Jay's mother by an unscrupulous cuckoo bird. I identified with Jay, you see, because as an adult Jaybird he would be capable of imitating the calls of all the other birds, giving a performance, if you like, of acting. I immediately set to work expanding the story right there in that storage locker and took it home and in the following weeks added to it as the seasons changed. I didn't quite finish it, partly because of this podcom, uh, but watch this space, as they say. Well, well, listen to it, I suppose. So where are we? And, and I don't just mean where are we in this, the first Nicholas Craig podcast, as in we're about two minutes in and I said it would be 15 minutes and how the hell am I, an actor, going to find something relevant to say about anything that will last a whole 15 minutes? I mean, oh, actor having a slight panic attack here as to what the hell he started, but no matter, can't just give up and have a little glass of Chablis so soon into the show, because it is a show. Whatever the new generation of savvy techies may say, there is the kind of injection of raw emotion you might feel in any performance, however small, there is a sort of truth pumping no matter that it's not strictly speaking scripted and is sometimes hard to get what the subtext is, or indeed if there is one, I'm thinking David Tennant here, it is performative, to use the current buzzword. 
Whether you're blogging about your awful childhood, doing an instruction video for home plumbers, or selling lipstick and handbags from a hotel lobby in Dubai, the same rules apply. It's all acting. Whether it's Juliet Stevenson and Emma Watson on Women, Hugh Bonneville on Jesus, Jamila Jalil on Hearing Aids, or Amal Clooney on everything else. Acting skills required, please. Want to be an activist? Try being an actorvist first. No, what I meant was, where are we, us, as a nation, as a community, if you don't like that word, or even as a group of connected people who care desperately about each other, if you don't like that word? How are we feeling now that the whole of radio drama has become a series of interviews with little-known celebrity guests? How are we meant to react to the fact that they only play a few seconds of each piece of music now on repeats of Desert Island Discs for copyright reasons? Why is there so little on television about strong young women who take drugs and go to the toilet a lot in front of their friends? It makes me very, very angry. Who are we? And where are we going? And why? And why? That's what I'd like to know. And, and if you feel the same way, then stay tuned to the Nicholas Craig Podcom. Who better than a trained classical actor to guide us through the... To guide us through the... T oh, hell, I, I, I'm going to have to get that. Excuse me. Well, where's your bloody key? I don't know. Look, I'm in the middle of a pod. Fat lot of help you were in setting it up, actually. I thought young people were supposed to help with anything tech. Well, your supper's ruined. <clears throat> My aforementioned son, Lysander the Layabout, whom I seem to have taken in about a year ago when all the theatres closed. Not that he was ever actually working in one. Uh... What?! Look, look, I'm doing a bloody pod thing, please. What's for dinner? It's in the oven, what's left of it. What do I... Excuse me again. You just warm it up or eat it cold. Are you wearing my lucky scarf? What? After all the help I gave you with that self-tape. mine. I got that scarf in Turkmenistan. It had an 8 out of 10 hit rate at castings, when such things still used to happen. So just... Two out-of-work actors, one dilapidating house in Primrose Hill that I can't seem to be able to get taken down to band D, council tax, even though it got an F rating on its energy EPC. Or, or was that the other way round? One lucky scarf, recipe for disaster. I'm going to have to go and sort this out, excuse me, um, if I can work out how to turn this bloody thing off. Well... I hope you enjoyed this, my first ever podcast, and this is Nicholas Craig sending big hugs and saying goodbye for now. You do not use my lucky scarf ever. I let you live here because I thought you might be lonely during the pandemic, and as my son, I thought you might be able to give me some assistance in working this bloody technology, which drives me... What? Still on? You have been listening to Nicholas Craig, I, an actor, 
a podcast by Nigel Planer and Christopher Douglas. The music was City in the Summer by Nigel Planer, arranged by Andrew Holdsworth with Tom Walsh on trumpet. Nicholas Craig was played by Nigel Planer. Lysander was played by Harvey Planer. It was produced by Joel Morris. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.